What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Just me today. I thought I'd let the rest of the team have a break after our long weekend at Comixalopia. And what a weekend it was. We worked so hard on that and we got some amazing results as well. Met some amazing people. I'm so proud of my team. And we really came together that weekend. Um, so, yeah, I'll give them a, a week off. <laughs> um and this week I'm bringing you almost kind of two um, podcasts in one. Um, there is a talk at the end of this that I have with Alex, uh, who's been on the show a couple of times. Um, three. This is his third time. I think we talk a bit about the flux mill. I'll uh, elaborate on that at the end of the first half of this episode, but it's really worth listening to. But the first half of this is going to be the Open Gardens event uh, in Bellevue, which is part of the Bellevue Arts Festival. Such a... A brilliant event. I had so much fun meeting new people. So part of the festival, um, a lot of the locals in Bellevue, they opened up their gardens. 21 of them, in fact, opened up their gardens to the public to invite them to come in, have a wander around, uh, speak to them, have a cups of coffee or tea. you know. And it's just a great way of the community getting to know each other. Um, I've never seen anything like this before. And I think in the interview when I spoke to Chrissy about this, um, I, I displayed my fascination about this, and uh, it really was uh, ex- everything I wanted it to be. You know, uh, you know I started off in the uh, the Trinity Church, which is um, just opposite the Masonic Pub, and um, it was it, that's where I started. And <laughs> the heavens opened, um, and it started raining, and we kind of I, I managed to huddle underneath a, a tent and speak to Todd, who's the minister there. Real nice chat with him. I think I'm going to start off with his interview. Um, and then I moseyed on up towards Tr- Trinity Street and uh, got to meet a, a great group of people there who offered me a coffee, stood and I had some coffee with them in their conservatory. A real nice chat with them. Um, and then that street behind Trinity Street, uh, I managed to, there was a house there that was open as well. And the heavens opened again, it was pouring down again. And uh, we got invited into the conservatory to sit and wait for the rain to stop and um, you know i found myself surrounded by strangers and it's been illustrated on this show many times mainly by jody <laughs> that you know in these situations that i can get socially awkward you know but i really just felt welcome and i was surrounded by strangers we were all chatting away and i felt so comfortable and um there were, there were a bunch of kids there they were they were curious about the microphone so i invited them to do an interview and they did an interview with me uh, which is which is great, and um, yeah. So I mean, just thank you to everyone that 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 was that was that kind and invited us into their gardens and homes and just so willing to talk. You know, it's really nice and friendly. Um, but I've seen the cream the creme de la creme for the end, and it's a great chat I had with a, a, an amazing lady called Maureen. At the end, she's got a garden that's tucked behind the railway bridge uh, opposite Lunt's chemist. Um, and she's got this amazing, just, oh, it's like stepping into another world. You, you you come into that garden, you forget where you are. Um, all you can hear is the, the wind chimes blowing. And, um, and this garden just goes on and on and on and on. And it's it's so big, it's beautiful as well. And um, I invited Maureen to have a chat. And at first she was really, really nervous to talk to me. And... It's one of the most insightful chats I've ever, I think I've done on the show. She she told me so much about um, how the railway had transformed and um, ha- how she managed to put this garden together over decades. And she's got these amazing carvings in the tree at the very bottom of her garden. And she tells me how they came to be as well, you know. And it was a real honour getting to sit and talk with her. So that was quite cool. Um, so yeah, this first part of the the podcast is going to be um, the little snippets of conversations I managed to have with people, which illustrate how great it is to live in Bellevue. So if you're from a different part of Shrewsbury, please just take a listen. Uh, it's a great insight to people's lives in Bellevue, and uh, it was a real honour to bring this to you. So here you go. I enjoy this, uh, and uh, I'll catch up with you at the end of this first half, and I'll explain to you what's going on at the flax mill. Okay, peace out. What's going on here? Hi. Okay, so my name's Alex. Hi, Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Very I nice. I don't know if you've heard of us. I'm just in Bellevue, just up here. Oh, great. Um, and today we're walking around these uh, the open 
gardens today uh, for the Bellevue um, Arts Festival and just as the heavens have opened. <laughs> the yes, rain. they have, exactly. Well, we were praying that they would stop from uh, keep the rain at bay, that God would keep the rain at bay long enough for us to finish our service because yeah. we had our, our church service from Holy Trinity Church yeah. um, here in the Vicarage Garden. Yeah. Um, last year we had, were an open garden, yeah. but we couldn't open on time because we had to we had our church service beforehand in the church and we said, you know, why don't we just bring it all over here so we can open on time. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, I did hold back the rain just long <laughs> enough for us to finish. I, I got around, I came just in here just as you guys were like in full chorus. Yes. I got to see you guys singing and stuff, which is great, you know, bring it out into the garden, uh, let people hear you and sort of, you know, embrace, let people embrace you, the yeah. neighborhood, you know, it's really Absolutely. nice. Um, uh, what are your plans today? Are you going to be here all day? Uh, yes, we'll be here all day. Um, I may have to escape for a little bit to bring our puppy out for a little walk because yeah. he loves people very much and he's going nuts inside the house. I imagine. Seeing all these people here and not being able to come play with everybody. Yep. But uh, other than that, yes, I'll be here all day. Fantastic. Are you going to take the puppy for a walk around some of the other gardens? Because there's possibly 21 gardens to get around. 21. I know. It's the most they've ever had. I'm going to be so walking around amazing. with a, a very water-sensitive microphone in this rain oh, today. No. So it's going to be... <laughs> A challenge, but um, yeah, I mean, what's the what's the what's the goal here with the, with this uh, open gardens sort of event? What's well, it's the primary event for Bellevue Arts Festival, um, and it's an opportunity for people to come and see. Um, people maybe don't always think of a garden as being art, but yeah. the amount of time and care and attention to detail that goes into um, creating and maintaining a garden is amazing. Yes, um, and you know, for me as a as a minister. Um, I think of what God did when he created the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And um, when I'm out doing work in my garden, um, I always um, just really think about how amazing it is that um, we can transform uh, something that is just sort of a blank canvas of weeds and, and who knows what into something that you can really enjoy and sit back in and relax. Even in the rain. Even in the rain. I'm pretty sure the mic's probably picking this up, but... Uh... It's well and truly lashing it down now. I'm pretty, I've, we're underneath a tent though, it's great. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm stuck here for the rest of the day now. <laughs> well, you're welcome to stay. <laughs> Todd, thank you very much for chatting to me. Alex, absolutely. Thank God you very you. much. Thank you. Okay, so I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Can I get your names? Tom. Maisie. Emma. And Emma. And today we're doing the, the Bellevue Arts Festival Open Gardens event. And it's raining. Are you still enjoying yourself despite the rain? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah? Great fun. Yeah, so how many gardens have you done so far? Three. Three? It's nice, isn't it, getting to get around and meet people from your community, isn't it? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Which has been your favourite garden so far? Um... A bit awkward because you're starting in somebody else's house, but you know. <laughs> I like this one. I like this one. This one's good, isn't it? They've got the, the, the faces, looking for faces around the garden. Where is there any way you're looking forward to going? Um, there's one that had a train last year going around their garden. Yeah. yeah. Don't know which one it is, but the miniature train going around the garden. So we're trying to find it. Aren't we? What's the map? Yeah. Um, and there's lots of scarecrows about. Have you seen many scarecrows in people's gardens? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen some at the end. I've seen this one that had like a wedding. Wedding dress. Yeah. There's one just on Trinity Street down the road. You look like a scientist. You look like you're doing an experiment. That was quite cool. You have to find that one. That's right really good um, and uh, how long are you going to be out in this rain for are you going to try and brave it for a little bit longer all day you're going to do it all day yeah get all 21 gardens yes yes Yes. what an achievement that'd be great well thanks for chatting to me this will be added onto a, a podcast I'm going to put together loads of snippets of, of chats I've had with people hope you have a great day thank you yeah. and I hope the sun comes out okay yeah me too yeah. Yeah. thank you have a great day this is the beauty of it. Okay, so I'm Alex. I'm from the Shoes Biscuit. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm um, Phil, uh, representing Phil, Alice, and Jess from uh, 31 Binner Street. Uh, it's Open Gardens Day. On the 9th of June, we've had uh, sunshine and lots of rain. Lots of rain. The sun's <laughs> coming out now, but it's still yeah, raining. It's, it's still a raining. very odd day. Uh, why, why open up your gardens for today? What's, what's the goal? Um, we, we had a break last year and uh, we opened the previous two years and I think a the hobby of gardening is nice to share with people yep and I think it just helps cement your own ideas really um, 
just to, to share and give people ideas and uh, we go around other people's gardens and we pick up ideas in the same way. It's brilliant. We were just talking in the conservatory actually just about um, why our garden's important. It was really, I'm, I'm really good I didn't press record actually because it was a nice conversation. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think is, is the importance of having like this space outside that you, you, know, you spend so much time on? I think it gives you um, uh, a place to unwind yeah. and um, to have extended family without the confines of, um, you know, uh, indoors. Uh, and of course, just being in the fresh air yeah. and, and just seeing different things yeah. and being able to utilize space and enjoy it. Because uh, I think everyone feels that if you can't get up uh, and, and out then the garden is the extension of the room um, you know for all ages yeah you know and so I've got a little boy mm. um, which I know if I spent days on end pruning plants and making things look pretty they'd just be ruined within so I'm after just a nice slab of grass for now until yeah. he gets a bit older until he's older yes um, yeah. and uh, today um, it's nice people coming in uh, to yeah. see what you've done right yes yes it's uh, it's interesting and of course uh, a lot of the people that come know more about gardening than i actually yeah. do so it works both ways but it gives you a sense of so you're gonna um, have a wander around and probably yeah, pinch a few ideas of other people yeah, <laughs> yeah. it gives you a sense of pride and sharing really which is what we should be doing with everybody no matter what it is whether it's you know sharing a meal or sharing a garden or you know just enjoying time with people as i came into this garden it was pouring down with rain and i got welcomed into the conservatory given a glass of water and we just sat and had a chat with people i'd never met before and that's the beauty of this whole thing and And now we're standing in hot sunshine with black clouds around us so uh, it's uh, (laughs) and still people are coming to have a look which is fantastic it's brilliant well Look, thank you very much for chatting with me. You know, um, I'm going to go around and speak to as many people as I can. This will all be mashed yeah. in together for great. something great. Yes, well, and again, it's another advert for, uh, you know, Bellevue as a community, Shrewsbury as a whole, yeah. and extending it further to Shropshire. You know, I think a, I think these little, these these events, I love them. I mean, you've got, you got lovely land in Castlefields. You've got this in, in Bellevue. It's like bringing communities together. Yeah. Um, it, I think it really helps, especially if you've just moved here. You can be like, oh, well, actually, yeah. there's an open garden thing and you can get to meet people. And like, I, I've, yeah. j- I've moved from out of town. I've been here since 2017. And like, this is, mate, I'm, I've just met you for the first time, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. um, this is beautiful. It's I love good. it. Yes, you know? it's, it's great because you never know when, you, when you're going to need the help of someone. And obviously it's always, everybody helps everybody, whether you're a stranger or not. But you just make new friends and it, it's just lovely. We've all got something to give to each other, I think. And I think Open Gardens is just another tool. I always imagine it's like, it's, it's, there's nothing sadder than thinking about two lonely people living next door to each other, not knowing that they both yeah. need company, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. So this is great. Yeah. Thank well, you for great. chatting with me. Thank you. Thank you. Jochenbauer. Jochenbauer. If I've got anything, I'm not really the gardener. So. Well, it's fine. Um, I'm Alex. I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit. I've, I, thank you so much for sheltering me from the rain. It's okay. it's, it's one of them days today at the moment where we've got a, got a bit of a break in the weather, a bit sunny. But a few moments ago, it was absolutely teeming down with rain, right? And uh, it's good for the garden. It is good for the garden. Well, I hope so because I've just sown a load of grass seed. I think I was just telling you. And it's just been drowned in rain for the last three days. So hopefully something good will come out of it. Um, well, I think that's the beauty of, of, of today, isn't it? Is that um, I'm walking around, you know, there's rain and there's, I walk into your conservatory and I'm surrounded by strangers that I'm meeting for the first time and we're all yeah. chatting away. And that, that's, I think that's the beautiful thing about this, this open garden thing, yeah? I think it's about, it is about gardens, but isn't it about growing a community and growing exactly. friendship and yeah. connections yeah. and uh, people meeting each other. So, yeah, it's more than just growing the plants. It really is, and um, you know, I've been living here for two years in August, and we've met such a, an amazing community of people. You know, group of people. Um, I mean, our row of houses all get on anyway, but every time I come and do something like this, you know, attached to the biscuit, I make so many nice friends. <laughs> it's Good. brilliant. So it's great to encourage this. How have you found today? Have you been enjoying it? Yes, yeah, it's fun. You never know, you know, who's going to turn up or how many people are going to turn up, but um, we always have a good crowd, and it's lovely mixture of ages and people and backgrounds and situations yeah. and uh, some some people are really keen and knowledgeable gardeners yeah. um, um, which is great and other people just want to come and you know have a little nose and see what's I'm around. I'm terrible I was just explaining and... that um, 
I've got a four-year-old boy, and it, it like I could spend hours and hours or days and weeks pruning plants and making it look nice, but he just destroy them. So <laughs> at this stage of life, I'm just having a nice flat slab of grass for him to run up and down Perfect. on. Um, so at the moment, I'm I'm kind of like any kind of weed I see, I'm kind of like bye, goodbye, you know, <laughs> get off my grass, get off my lawn, you know. Um, so it's it's great, but this is beautiful to see. I was just talking about these row of houses. Um, you wouldn't believe the gardens that are attached behind, mm. you know, because. Well, I think in the olden days, I mean, these are 18, 1850s, um, even earlier. Um, built originally as part of the railway, you know, yeah, and yeah. Um, housing the railway workers and so on. Um, and I think they always recognised how important the gardens were and people were sometimes keeping livestock and producing a bit of produce yeah. they didn't have a lot of money um, so I think that was recognised in the past like an nowadays, attached to your house nowadays yeah. houses are so small and people have very little yeah. space but I think whatever space you have you can still have something green and I think that's important for you know for, for people to be able to do isn't it yeah. and people to be encouraged to have a little bit of green and um, throw something and we were just talking we, uh, we had this conversation just and I, I'm, I'm, it's a shame I didn't press record because it was a really cool conversation about the, the importance of gardens uh, and that, that kind of stage in life where you start appreciating your garden a bit more mm. um, and what, what was the conclusion we came to once you wear a scarf, listen to Radio 4 and have your own house, it's when you start to appreciate them, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> so Jess, my 16-year-old daughter, asked a very important question and she asked yesterday at her granny's house, so granny's 91 and is still gardening, and she said, at what age do you get interested in gardens? What age do you like flowers? Excited by plants. Excited by plants, and that was the answer, isn't it? Yeah. That you, you know, it sort of evolves with you as you develop and get and the importance of like not just having it but like your mental health as well mm. with it because mm. it's all well and good just throwing a massive patio across your garden but like there's something about putting work into something mm. and, and it takes time doesn't yeah. it yeah it takes those ladies were interested so that the lady who was in london and she said how important it was to just go to the park go to the yeah. park and have some green in her life and how important it is for her now mm-hmm. she's everywhere she's so. got a very stressful job in in the health well, life can be so fast-paced sometimes can't it so to be able to like wind down and just relax it's yeah. really important isn't it do you think you'll like gardening when you're like older um i like everything being neat and tidy yeah. so probably i'll have it I don't know if I'll do it myself. And will you wear a scarf, Jess? No. <laughs> will you listen to Radio no. 4? No. I think, I think Scarfing, but not scarf. I think a deep fear of, of scarves have been ingrained in this poor girl. <laughs> She's going to be... It's every time I leave the house, Mum's like, wear a scarf. It's like, no. I could just I could just see her walking around George or something in Aston. Ah, scarves, get away from me. So you can enjoy gardening, darling. You don't have to. And you never don't have Radio to, 4. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah, you don't have to buy into scarves or Radio See, 4. I'm starting to get into Radio 4, but I'm a podcaster and they do lots of talky-talky stuff on Radio 4 so I appreciate it yeah. infinite bon- monkey cage for me is one of the best things ever um, but thank you for chatting to me Not and I hope all. I hope the enjoy. sun stays out and people come and enjoy, enjoy your garden more enjoy. no bring your son next time I will do, I will do. Okay. thank you very much thank you. <laughs> okay yes it is <laughs> it's beautiful I'm Alex I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast do you want to guys want to introduce yourselves and where we are at the moment yeah uh, my name's Phil Phil Watton and we're at 56 Montague Place and you're I'm Pam Watton <laughs> and one and uh, yeah so i'm having a wander around today looking at people's open gardens and how have you been finding today it's been good it's been great so far uh, considering the weather which turned a bit nasty about an hour ago it did. Um, but we've had over 130 people so far and um, everybody seems to be having a great time yes as i was walking in people were smelling the flowers yeah, and then a lady's just come in and said it's an explosion of color which is, is true and the the, the the gardens vary so much around here yeah you know, you've got big, long gardens, you've got tiny little gardens. I've got, I live in Bestford Square and I've got a tiny little... I was just say, it's dictated by the railway, isn't it? So, yeah. where, you know, where the railways cut through, you get a garden. So sometimes you're they, lucky yeah. to, yeah. To um, get anything. Yes, we have a friend of ours who's got a garden probably five times the size of this. Yeah. It's just 100 metres down that way, so it's just, yeah. we, you know, potluck, basically. Yeah, this, this garden is it's not massive, but you've done really well with the space. I mean, this is an audio podcast so describing what i can see you got you got lots of lots of like wild flowers roses beautiful colors i mean i'm not a, a plant connoisseur i can't I tell you say, like, and if people are asking me what the plants are i don't know but it's very pretty yes 
planted a lot of things, but I don't remember the names. A, a lot of the, a lot of the, what I've been saying today is I've got a four-year-old boy, um, so if I, if I put lots of effort into putting these in, he would probably destroy it. So I can say the grandkids aren't allowed to play in the garden. Yes. <laughs> so a nice strip of grass is great for, for the kids. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the best part of this is. You know, meeting new people. I mean, I, I live around the corner in Bestwood Square. Never met you guys before, and yet I'm stood in the garden chatting. And it's yeah. that's the part of. That's, that's oh, the it's been smashing meeting neighbours that we see in the street, but they're actually here and talking. You know. Yeah. Um, you know. Really yeah, we, we we've seen a lot of faces that walk past because Pam's got a little display of hostas out the front, and yeah. so people stop and talk about those. Yeah. Um, and to actually get them in the back garden and talk to them has been great. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Okay, guys, lovely to chat yep, to you. Well, nice to meet you. And uh, yeah, hope you get more than you know another 130 people <laughs> coming to look at your garden. <laughs> okay. What we need is some genuine June warm weather. We do. <laughs> <laughs> It'll dry out again. I'm having the same problem with my my brand new lawn. I don't want it to be flooded. I want it to have a chance at life, not get drowned. The last three days has been nothing but torrential rain you know no I can't do any harm no because I don't know if you've noticed with that torrential rain if you went out with a little trowel in something it's only two inches deep that water yeah, yeah it you know, sinks right in yeah I th I've, this this is flourishes so well down here because of the water from the road it sinks through oh, doesn't it brilliant so it makes the so ground it ends really fertile. up down here that's brilliant well I'm Alex, anyway, so it's nice to meet you. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? We're recording now for the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself to my listeners? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very nervous. No, don't worry about <laughs> it, it's fine. Nervous. Um, I don't know, what, what do you want me to say? I mean, what a pleasure Look, it's been to open a garden to people who appreciate it. Yeah. Because um, they do. Everybody who comes here says, oh, I didn't know this was here, and oh... But that's the beauty of this this event today. This is why I fell in love with this the Bellevue Arts Festival is because it's it's encouraging people to get out in the community, meet new people, yeah. and explore areas. Like I've walked down streets today because I've only been here since 2017. I've walked down streets before, never even walked down before, and it's, it's amazing. And it's because of this event, and I'm so proud of it. You know. Oh, so, oh, that's lovely that it's done some good as well. It has. Like we were talking, like we were just talking about the rain just then, and it's because of that rain. Somebody invited me into their conservatory to duck out of the rain, and that is where we started a conversation talking about meeting new people. You know, there's friendly people out there inviting people into the house out of the rain. You know. Yes, because yes, because they're they're in a place where they. So you've all got the like same sort of thoughts when you go there because mm. you're interested in that. Yeah. You know, there are lots of people who wouldn't dream of going walking. What am I going around the garden for? It's only a garden. <laughs> So we are at, the, at a cottage which is tucked behind the, um, the, the railway bridge opposite Lunt's uh, pharmacy. That's right, yes, that was the chemist on the corner. And this garden is huge. We, I walked down here, I didn't expect it to just keep going and going and going. It's huge. And I guess that's the luxury of living next to a, a really well, noisy railway. We've got a right? row of cottages here. Yeah. And all the other 11 of these cottages have an alleyway at the back and that bit on the front. Yeah. And you don't want to go out, out there where everybody's looking at you. Yeah. They've got nothing at the back. This one was the station master's house. Oh. So he right. got a garden, which is that one in, behind the house. I have my own garden there as well, which I don't open because yes. I think there's enough here. <laughs> <laughs> there is. There's plenty of it. And you were telling me a story about um, about a plant you got a very rare plant you've got in this garden. Yes. I found it fascinating. Can you share that with us? Yeah, Brontosaurus. Want to see it? Yes, let's go and have a look. Yeah, if you if you don't mind. Um, so this only because it is so very rare and unlikely to be the only one in this country. Yeah, definitely get a picture of it. We'll share it on our Instagram. Um. <laughs> so it's walking through this amazing. Long while to build the paths, and you know I built them with what I have dug up in this garden. Because the railway used to come to here. Really, yeah? Yeah, there were two bridges. Wow. And two sets of railway lines. Oh, wow. Originally, there Oh, wow, were. so underneath the ground there's lots of, like, leftover oh, yes. from the railway. Yes. Dug everything up. Wow. And used it all. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. And then when I hadn't got enough, I used to go around all the nurseries and say, you got any broken slabs? 
And look at now, it's beautiful. There's twisty, windy paths that go around this garden. Yes, I've built them all. I don't know how I did it, really. So we're going to find this, this very rare... I feel like uh, Attenborough right now. As we walk through the garden, we find the rare shrub. <laughs> oh, wow. You, wow, this is fantastic. It looks like something out of a fairy tale, doesn't it? You know? But can you see these vicious spikes on it? I mean, if you caught your hand on that and you can't see it, you know, it doesn't look like it's got spikes wow. and they're dreadful things. Yeah. So, so what is the origin of this plant? And you're saying how rare it is. Where is it? Where does it come from? Where did you get this from? Mexico. Mexico. And um, you said it was like possibly one of the only one in the country, right? Yes, that's what I was told by the, the people at um, Percy Flowers. Because he, he couldn't believe I actually had one. I just broke a bit off when it's in flower. These are white flowers to start with, and I, there's one just the tail end of the yeah. flower. And I broke a piece of it. He said, where did you get it from? I said, from my plant. <laughs> Nobody no, you has never. it. Nobody <laughs> has it, except in Mexico. <laughs> I said, well, I've got one. And they are really vicious. They are. It reminds me of Lion King. There's a, there's a scene in Lion King where Simba runs through all these thorns. And they're like, oh, he died. He died. He died. He, nobody survives those thorns. It reminds me of that, you know, because uh, it is quite vicious looking, isn't it? You're saying yes. they, they use it for fence? Well, it is. Well, as I say, if you suddenly put your hand in there, you'd be ripped apart by these things. Yeah. You said they use it for fencing. Yes, in Mexico. In Mexico. Fantastic. Well, thank you for show, showing me that. And thank you for inviting everybody into your garden today. You know, it's. Uh, I think it's about to rain again. Oh, dear. So. Oh, yes. Look at that lot coming over. Yeah. Well, thank you for chatting you to me. you down to the faces and you've seen everything. Yes, yes. All the, oh, it's beautiful. And that long walk down there to the faces, you've been down there? No. Where's, mm. Does this garden keep going? Is, this, is there more to this garden than I've already seen? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So this is all that's garden. Okay. This garden carries on. This is the hidden garden. A hidden garden. There are six damson trees here, and last year they produced 75 pounds of damsons. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, wow. What did you do with all that? I you... couldn't do anything. I have to, because I'm still working in the garden. Oh, wow. Every day of my life I'm out here. So I managed to pick 75 pounds and froze them. Oh, make some jam, I suppose, couldn't you? Yes. Damson gin is very nice. Damson gin. And it was so nice I made Damson whiskey. Ooh. And then I made Damson white rum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to your house at Christmas. It sounds great. Very nice <laughs> this is my scrapyard. As you can imagine, I use all this up from yeah. time to time. And people knock on my door in these cottages because we're all like-minded. We want to keep it at 1866. So if a bit of wall breaks down, you need some bricks. Yeah, you need you to keep that. For the same era, so I keep everything. Fantastic, so you don't have to go out and don't fish. Don't throw anything away. Fish it all out. So I only did half of this garden. I did, I did the first half and then it just carries on. Wow, I've seen the pictures of these online and I've- Yes, somebody so told me, I, did, I didn't know. Somebody must have taken photographs of them and used them. Did you do these? No. Oh, good heavens. <laughs> um, like everything else in this garden, I'm very lucky. It's a real blessing to me. I had, um, well, it's up there, I'll show you on the back, a little wooden carved man like that, little tiny one. And I bought it at a church jumble sale. And then one day I turned it over and there was a gold sticker on the bottom with a name and telephone number of somebody in Oswestry. Street. The code was different because it was so old that things had changed since then and I just thought, I wonder if he's still there. So I changed the code and I phoned him and he came here. I said, come to my house. And I said, um, if you do carvings, he said, uh, I, that's all I do. I said, uh, what do you mean that's all you do? He said, that's my living. I said, but I just bought this little thing at a church jumble sale. He said, oh, that's before I learned how to do it properly. Wow. And he came and he did these. And I said, could you carve a face in a tree? 
He said, I can do anything. Is that what you want? I said, yes. One of these two trees. He said, I said, but how much is it going to cost? He said, ah, oh, well, there you are. He said, um, it's a day's work and I charge £300 a day. Oh, wow. I said, then I won't have them done. Nice idea, though. Go and have a, I'll go and make you a coffee. And he said, can I look round? I said, yeah, help yourself. Came back an hour later, thought, where the hell is he? You must have gone home. And then I heard him. And I said, where have you been? He said, round your garden. Never seen a garden like this in my entire life. I said, really? He said, yes. Should we say a <laughs> hundred? I said, yes. <laughs> so he carved them. And they're beautiful. He now has an enormous sculpture outside the Houses of Parliament. Wow. And he's currently making, carving 12 life-size apostles for the Arboretum. Fantastic. So he's world famous now. Do these have names? No. No? no. They're beautiful. Uh, obviously this is a, an audio podcast, you can't see the visual, but I'm staring at two trees right now and they have almost, one looks almost like Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Very wizard looking. Yes. And the other one, oh. like, like, like Gimli, <laughs> very long bearded uh, faces carved into but the wood. His face is like this, like, I can see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of side eyeing me at the moment. Yeah, that's brilliant. These are magical, and uh, I hope that, you know, they stand the test of time because, uh, yeah, they're fantastic. So lucky. It's been lovely. What was your name again? Sorry, Maureen. I think. Maureen. It's yes. Maureen, it's been lovely to talk to you. And your garden is fantastic. It's definitely my favourite so far. Thank you. Say, you know. <laughs> Thank you very I much. I love it to bits. I really do. It's fantastic. So that was the Open Gardens uh, part of the podcast. Uh, now we moved on to the flax mill. Uh, there's lots going on at the flax mill at the moment. And, uh, I, you know, I got invited by Alex to come and sit and chat with him. Um, this is the third time I think he's been on the show. And it's really nice to just sit and chat with him about um, what's going on there. Because there's the, the building's been transformed and uh it's it's going to become office space uh and the offices are going to be used to encourage kind of uh, new ideas uh, innovation um and it's become going to become a, a real kind of thinking hub of, of shrewsbury i think i'm really excited to see what's going to come of that there are a few issues at the moment with uh, with funding for for repairing important parts of the building, and one of the most important parts is that beautiful crown that sits on top of the flax mill. And one of the ways that they're trying to um, fund it is with a crowdfunder. This 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 crown is beautiful, and it's been on the building for two hundred years. Okay, and it's it's to, it was to commemorate Queen Victoria. That's how important it is. And it's like the cherry on the top of a cake, you know, it's kind of, that's, that's the important part of the building. And, you know, they're struggling to get the funding, so they need 26 grand to fix this, this crown. And um, I think it's, I think it's worth, it's worth the investment. And, um, you know, if there is a crowdfunder page and it's a crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash crowning Shrewsbury. Take a look at that. Chuck in a, a, a couple of quid and see if you can do your bit to save a bit of Shrewsbury's history. Um, and another way that they're, they're trying to bring people into the flax mill and to generate interest is with the flax mill sessions. We talk a bit about that in this in this interview, and um, there's lots going on there. Originally, we decided that we, I was going to, you know, put the, the the Shrewsbury biscuit forward as as kind of a compare for that event we were going to go on stage and kind of introduce the acts you know it was just a, I really want to start doing that with a biscuit I think we can do that but um, me being me I kind of double booked her so I realised I got I got another engagement on that weekend so we won't be doing it on the on the, the first session unfortunately um, but hopefully on the next one we'll be free and we'll be able to help out so yeah this is what's going on at the Flax Mill at the moment I hope you enjoy it and um, I'm going to leave you at the end of this um, if you've got any comments, uh, just drop them in our Facebook. You can write to us. Um, our email is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any ideas, if you would like to come on the show, um, if you want us to cover anything, just drop us a line. Um, if you, there's things you like about the show, if you think you don't like about the show, again, just drop us a line. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to leave you with this, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Um, so yeah, now we're recording. Um, 
Alex, my man, this is like the third, fourth yeah. show we've done together. It's I think it's three. We did. I don't know. But we That's the ones I remember. We've, we've chatted all the we time. We need to stop doing this, man. People are going to start talking, you know? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I'd, I'd rather do it more. We can go classes in session. You're like a reoccurring star on the Shrewsbury yeah. Biscuit, you know? We're going to develop a learning yeah. side of it. Yeah. And then I can come in and smash people's heads with facts. <laughs> I like that. Smash your heads in with facts. I love it. Um, it's been a while. How have you been? You been okay? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I've moved on from my previous job lecturing at the moment so that's kind of new stuff for me uh, yeah. lecturing students uh yeah pretty yeah. interesting gig but at the same time sometimes really weird yeah 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 because it's like 20 20 year olds and i keep thinking i'm kind of close to that age but i'm not <laughs> anymore <laughs> you're, as, uh, you're as old as you feel you know? <laughs> yeah yeah no 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 but because sometimes i go like i'm down with the kids when I'm doing the lecture, but then I realize like I'm probably looking like that guy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying too hard. Yeah, it's it's suddenly like music just makes no sense to you at all. It's just weird for me, you know. Uh, I'm trying to keep in touch, but it's anyway, we've got a we've got a gentleman with us today as well. We're at the sat at the flax mill, at the moment in this giant warehouse. Um, it's just, it's pretty cool setting to be honest to do a podcast. It's very rustic. Very. Do you want to introduce yourself to to the guys at the the listeners yeah hello everyone um my name's john i'm from bootleggers events um we are originally from the alb uh, or people may have known it as the old albert and um yeah i'm here with alex and we're setting up these topical events at, at the back of the flax mill called the dye house yeah yeah this whole thing is called the dye house i really like the the name of it so a couple of times when we talk about the events we're like oh it's at the die house but really people know the flax mill so yeah. we, we always that's why you know the events we've called them the the flax mill sessions so this isn't actually part of this it's on the site but it's not part of the uh, it's it, it always was a complex of things right mm. like that was probably a storage thing yeah, well it was a die house wasn't it jesus yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was thinking where they were dying the clothes. I think they were dying the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound quite sinister, doesn't it? Welcome to the die house. <laughs> DYE, folks. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a bit about the flux mill, okay? Um, now you're working at the flux mill, I guess you get lots of questions. What is the flux mill? Where is it? And stuff like this. And right. It's a really yeah. important building, right? Quite an important one historically. Obviously, the, his the guys from Historic England that are handling the project and or friends of the flux mill can tell you a bit more, but. Why it's important to people like us is because buildings that are of importance, historic importance, tend to kind of host really cool new stuff. It's become a trend across the country, yeah. reusing the old buildings. And the fun thing that happens while the regeneration process goes on is that they kind of need somebody to come and bring it to life, you know, and get people in so they can see what's possible in these new regeneration projects. And, you know, from a kind of an urban development uh, you know, people that have theorized about it from when that was being done in the States, they tend to say, you know, like, uh, new ideas need old buildings. Yeah. And it's in a weird way it works. It is inspiring because you have the history, especially here and with the flax mill. It was, it was the first iron frame building in the world, right? That's Yeah, so I did share a post recently on uh, on our Facebook that was... Just you know, described it as what it is. It's it's responsible for any skyscraper that's been bought and built in the world, in essence. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you own a skyscraper, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Shrewsbury, see where yeah. it will look like it's at the start. five stories, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's kind of grandfather <laughs> yeah. of skyscrapers, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's quite it's like a five for a five-story building. It, it's got quite a presence, hasn't it? The Flaxmo is quite yeah. big. Like you see it from pretty much all around, um, and. What you were saying about like new ideas need old buildings, I think that's really cool. Because like if you walk around places like uh, Liverpool, things like that, they've got yeah. like I remember we stayed um, in, in Liverpool at like a, a Premier Inn or something, and it was like an old dock building, and yeah. it's, it's just fascinating to walk around. They've got this like top of the range like Premier Inn because it was quite nice for a Premier Inn, you know, uh, and, and like it's quite nice to bring new things to an old rustic setting, you know, it's got mm. a nice feel to it. So. I'm cool. almost worried that we're too late for the trend, though. You know, it's a bit saturated. But, you know, we're going to try to not just do that with our events. I think it's Is important. it a trend or is it just a, a way of being sustainable? Well, I actually just had this conversation with a guy that, that works in sustainability. Because obviously our first flax mill session is going to be on the topic of sustainability. We're yeah, you see what I did there with the segue. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. We're going to have, you know, workshops and talks, local traders, street food and, and kind of some music. Uh, in the event and we are going to be 
theming it on the topic of sustainability, but yeah, I talked to someone about that and they said it looks like it's very sustainable, but it does take quite an effort in the process of before you kind of refurbish. Yeah. So well, it's been going for given, a while. The give work, or take, but then at the same time, it's like not everything is black or white, right? I think it's when you invest in that and that inspiring nature of these buildings for people to think, oh, you know what, we can reuse the stuff that's around here rather than you know create everything from scratch. Yeah. I think that's very important because I think that's you know how they link it to this creative ideas thing. It tends to be theoretically because creativity. You know, other people can argue other way, but it's actually not original at all. Most of creativity is remixing, you know, old stuff like hip hop. Like, um, <laughs> let's 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 buy in loads of the the, the classic rustic furniture that we all threw out of uh, cafes in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, um, and you know, I wouldn't always agree with like pouring millions and millions of pounds into some just a, an old derelict building that's the side of the road because you don't always have to save them but the flax mill's important so I'm oh, kind yeah. of glad that they're they're kind of uh, oh, yeah. giving it a, a bit of a oh. especially you know. it's in the north of Shrewsbury that you know people kind of sometimes pre- pretend it doesn't exist as part of Shrewsbury I mean I'm, I'm from the outside so I can say that I mean I've noticed it it's like you walk around the pretty areas nice and then in the north of Shrewsbury yeah. sometimes it gets forgotten so it's good they're going to get something and a bit of attention a bit of investment it's nice to see that there, there are there are people that that are kind of investing a lot of time into community projects like Claire from Lovely Land for example you know she did the uh, the yarn bombing of the, the footbridge over at Castlefields right, yeah. you know uh, and it was kind of it was, a, it, was a, it was from what I imagine it was um, it was a resounding success there was people all walking all around Castlefields that a nature trail you know and it gets people People walking through this part of town, and you know, it's, it's quite exciting to see. Um, yeah, we timed it from. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they put these things that you put microphones on, put a spring on them, yeah. so they thought oh, that's nice a good and idea. loud, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, we timed it from the train station to here, and it, it's a ten-minute walk. So ten-minute walk, ten-minute walk, five minutes, and yeah. then halfway there's a, there's the bar on the way, isn't there? Yeah. The it's just bar. people's yeah. mental maps, you know, as they say. They've got like when they, oh, it's outside of the loop. It's like yeah. no, you've got two bars that have managed to really make it work in in Frankwell, and then everybody else is just like, oh, is it too far? Yeah, uh, the, the, but I think Shrewsbury's growing. Uh, we, we obviously don't have a census information from since 2011, but I have a guess that the population here has increased massively for the last five years. I mean, yeah. I've lived here for only five years, so I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. it's um, it's great to get people, all those new people, I guess, uh, coming using parts of town that. Like you said, they don't tend to wander up to, and they're, they're working. They are working on connecting like this with the prison, and the prison with the town, aren't they? With like yeah. a cycle paths and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Part of the big town plan. Yeah. yeah. So they, there's you know both councils and business improvement district. Yeah, and hopefully it's signposted well enough for people to know because I'd like to any shortcut. I mean, look at me, I, any shortcut with walking is a, is, a, is a bonus for me. Um, so what is going on at the Flax Mill then? Because um, it's not just the, this sessions thing. There's yeah. lo- there's loads going on. In general yeah. isn't there so well for, for the things that we're going to do we're, we've planned in four sessions and i think i need to back up you know as to yeah. why we're doing this yeah. kind of stuff and you know i helped organize the darwin festival initially which was celebrating this kind of curiosity and independent thinking and we're just continuing with that continuing on a smaller scale and kind of inspiring people that have ideas to not just keep them in their heads but see them applied to to their you know places um, to do that, we can always, you know, we can just discuss it forever and wait for someone to fund it from the outside. But we, what we decided was to actually map out through topical, a series of topical events who's around, who can contribute, come up with some ideas, but also test and feel free to be commercial about it as well. Yeah. So the the sessions, each on a topic, first one is sustainability, then the next one, uh, we've booked it for the end of next month. Uh, and then we're going to do one each month. Uh, so the next topic is creativity. Then we're going to do learning and innovation. And what you probably find out with these topics is they tend to be the softer aspects of, you know, the Big Town Plan has a lot of things that are about the buildings. Yeah. But I, I'm more interested in humans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think sustainability is quite a vague kind of area, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh. that was the the kind of joy of it. I mean, we're not in the most sustainable building. We're not as you know, it's got wooden panels on the side of the windows instead of double glazing to keep the heat in. Um, but 
but we need to find ways together of getting together and, yeah. and discussing what it's about because yeah. we're not pretending to be whiter than white at all so we're kind of the yeah. host of this so we're going to try our best but we're, we, we're going to learn as well as yeah we're connecting with people yeah. that are really into that so we're going to exactly. get so we're having someone from extinction rebellion come and talk we're going to have people that are experts in their field from you know how do you recycle how, what can you actually do that you sure that's a good idea as <laughs> extinction rebellion are uh, they're a great bunch they're doing some making some real good noise at the moment but you know uh, they're quite a loud bunch, aren't they? You know. Well, we need that. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, radical change is kind of necessary. For I want to get them on the show. I do want to get them on the show. We can have a, like a Joe Rogan-esque chat about climate change because it really is important. You're right. We do need that. Mm. You know. Um, what? So what? What are they going to bring to it, that extinction? Well, they've basically managed to get the government to acknowledge that there is a climate crisis. Emergency. Yeah, yeah, climate emergency. And our council, our local town council, like big up to them. They've reacted very quickly, and they've announced a climate yeah. crisis already and there is an action plan uh, from that as well we're trying to see if someone can from the town council can talk about that as well uh we have a you know i think we, we have one green councillor in the town as well so you know it's it is the right place to talk about i feel like people have not talked about it openly you know being they, green they has be, always been to. a bit like ah you know are you going to do something yeah. <laughs> yeah but we're trying to reignite that you know you can do the small things you know they still matter and Shrewsbury is is one of those towns that's that's getting better at it. Like with the Shrewsbury Cup, for example, let's let's limit the amount of plastic and paper cups that are running around, mm. and give you a cup that you can reuse. I've got one at home that I tend to use if we're going into town. Um, there, there's so much going on. There was a shop as well, isn't there? Like, a, is there a carbon like a, a shop that? I'm pretty sure in one of the malls there was a shop. Oh they, yeah, 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 there is. A, yeah. I did hear about it, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah, we need to get them on the show. Maybe get in yeah. touch with them for this. That might yeah. be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. We've, yeah, we spoke to them. Um, they are interested in coming to do a talk, but they said that they are inundated with talks and workshops and trade stalls and, right. and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's good news, right? That's good. great, isn't it? They do a lot of yeah. reusable products. Um, they do a lot of, you know... Um, Bring it, bring your own tub and and fill it up with oils and and stuff nice. like that. And nice, yeah, it's good for the environment, very sustainable. Um, so, um, what does the what does this this sustainable um, session look like so far to you? Right. So, at the basic of it, we're going to get people in with some live music provided by Albert Shed, and some uh, food and drink provided by Bootleggers. So you know we have to ha you know have something to get people in. Yeah. Um. So we're getting some original songwriters to come in and perform, because uh, that that fits in with kind of our overall idea of kind of just not copying, you know, being creative. Uh. But at the same time, we're gonna have the talks and the traders and the workshops being kind of themed for sustainability for this session, and then the next one will be more towards creativity than mm -hmm. learning and then innovation. So we're not the whole initiative is not about just sustainability it's yeah, just yeah. it's kind of one of those things where everybody should consider actually our first session was scheduled to be on creativity when we were originally planning this but you know we thought if we're going to be topical that's kind of what's yeah, in the discussion good. now um I, I think we discussed maybe the the biscuit could make an, an appearance at this. Hell which yeah, is, this is quite good. Hell yeah, uh, we're, we're kind of uh, getting a bit louder. You know, we're supposed to be one of these uh, these the kind of movies that you can listen to with headphones, but now we're like on stages and stuff. Like it's crazy how this happened. Yeah, I was telling you, you should get into the game of you know tacit experiences they call it, you know stuff that you you can't transmit. You know, you, you had to be there. You know, when people say, "Oh, you had to be there," because that's where you know digital technology is allowing people to be online and be somewhere um, kind of not with each other. But that's actually caused a big trend in live performances and people enjoying when they're yeah. actually with each other. Yeah, well, I think there's there's potential for us to to kind of branch out into kind of hosting events. I think that I think we got we're definitely capable. I just need to lose a few pounds because I've got. Uh, we were talking about face for radio. Uh, definitely got one of them. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll work on that. Then. Feeling cute? I don't know. <laughs> Might delete later. <laughs> so when's this happening? Then the the, the first session is twenty second of June, twelve twelve o'clock. We're opening the doors and we're going to be open until eight. So loads of times to come in and check out the workshops, hang about, eat some street food, have a drink, uh, have an adult beverage. Yeah. And stick around if you want take to. Take a walk in, music. though, you know, because I think we were talking about the emphasis on kind of encouraging people to take a walk up here. Yeah, it's 10 know? minutes from the train station. Yeah. So. 
Um, so if you are listening to this and you do want to come up, um, just walk in, man. So hopefully it'll be a lovely day. Uh, fingers crossed. It's uh, the end of June, so you know. Um, is it, what else? What else have you got planned for the creativity? Have you got anything like that looks sort of headlining that you you kind of excited about yet, or is it still yeah. early planning? Yeah, that's thing. So we're the people that we're managing to get in. Uh, what I, what I'm quite interested in is every time I chat to someone to come in, I actually don't go and tell them, you know, you should come in and come in just as a customer, you know, because you know we do want more people in, uh, we do want more tickets sold. But what I go with is. If you come in and do a talk, are you passionate about something, then you can get in for free. That's the that's kind of our, our business model. And most of the people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times, you know, then they back out because everybody thinks they, they're going to be great at public speaking, but then sometimes people chicken out. But we've got a, a good lineup, um, and I'm most excited about the Extinction Rebellion thing because, you know, yeah. I think that we we have to be a bit more radical because no one else would be... I mean, yeah, I I mean I, I hated to sound really negative about them earlier. I'm just nervous uh, about about the whole thing because I just yeah we all are you, you know, know no we don't like you said you don't we don't talk about it and we need to yeah. you know you see this tiny tiny little corner of the front page of a magazine about um, climate change and then you flip over the page and there's a Volkswagen the brand new Volkswagen Passat with free little engine <laughs> on the next page. Yeah. And he swore them. It's uh, it's it's very bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's like how do you get systematic change for that kind of stuff? Because it's some of, some of the people that are uh, around my research institute, when I'm where I'm doing my PhD, they they're actually really into researching how. So one of the guys that I know actually was researching how Extinction Rebellion is organizing bef- themselves before they were doing it because they did loads of research on how do you actually get change, yeah. you know, and what they did was very organized. So yeah, that's what you've got to remember is it's kind of non-violent process, exactly. isn't it? And non-violent and process. If you, if you get a chance to see the girl in London uh, from Shrewsbury originally, mm. when she was kind of arrested, it was the most peaceful arrest you've ever seen. It was, it was yeah. you know, she had her arms out, um, uh, her legs out, and she was carried away and everyone was cheering, and it was, it was the most peaceful arrest you've ever seen. <laughs> and I think that's, that's where what you've got to take from it is that these guys just want to make a change. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to do it in the most British way possible. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to lie on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a cup of tea in front of you until you agree with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the sustainability thing, I'm quite interested in how, like, you know, what are the possible business models that you can actually, you know, get out there to still make it a viable business for people to be in that? Because, you know, it's going to get trendy. But what tends to happen is with green marketing is things kind of look green and then we, we have to be careful. Uh, you know, to not just it's look not green, but be green. And I, I don't know where the line is myself. I'm mean, looking to local farmers, right. get some of the local farmers in here, see if, see how they run their their business yeah. this day and age. Because you know, money's tight at the moment. Does that affect how how sustainable they can be? You know. Well, it's more towards what are you incentivized to do? You're incentivized to make more money. And I'm not against money. Don't get me wrong uh-huh. at all. It's just you know. To what degree are people willing to sacrifice long-term profit for you know yeah. to have long-term profit over? How much does it now? take? How much does it take to sell your soul and <laughs> the environment with it? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, um, not sitting on on my high horse here. Uh, what I'm interested about, so very practically for the event, I keep getting these crazy ideas. Like, what would people be willing to to pay for that kind of it has a green aspect to it but it's not a direct consumption so that we can still make money right it doesn't cost you that much so ideas are probably obviously an obvious way you know you share your idea you get paid for it um because you know intangible i've been thinking playing with some crazy ideas of you know having in uh kind of a a money does i called it money doesn't grow on trees kind of installation that we can have when people enter and if you pay cash is we're going to be charging four pounds entry. If you pay a fiver instead of four, the four pounds, we use the five pounds, and people would put in what the sustainability mean, you know, to them with a marker on, and then put it on a on a little tree that we have. <laughs> we're going to have, you know, the and the moral of it is that money doesn't grow on trees, but you know, but we're actually going to keep the money after that for ourselves. So it's kind of we're not going to pretend that we're, you know, we don't want to make a living, but. You know, are people willing to pay for something without it then ruining the environment? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. trying to think of stuff like that. And where's this money going to? What we what we trying to raise money? Oh for? no, this one would be for profit. That's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah. what's wrong with you know? Is it wrong to be for profit? Because always when you say something that's sustainable, then somehow it it needs to go to charity. Well, yeah, but no. Okay. If we're gonna have sustainable businesses, 
sustainable uh, business models they can be or can they be Why that's, not be that's, transparent yeah. yeah that's what uh, what i'm not sure about like is if you if you're open about it because uh, i've seen stuff like that happens in for example uh supreme do you know the the brand supreme of like clothing they've got like their whole thing is that they're uh, limited edition only so they only do a certain number of uh shirts different designs and things yeah they, they, and everybody knows that's what what's going to be and that drives the price up but their whole thing is that we sell out in order to not sell not to not sell out so they they always make sure that they produce to a batch so they know that it's kind of sold out before they sell it and then they can plan their business oh so wow that's great yeah and um like this th- there's lots of work going on at the flux mill it's like you know it's been going on for many many years you know um what's the end product what they're making here we've just been looking at some pictures over there in the corner like what's yeah what, what, what so we're, we're actually going to have someone from historic england and from the friends to talk at uh, at the event uh so the general plan for here is and it's people can have a look at the the bigtownplan.org.uk um, the plan is to have what's earmarked as quotation marks, the creative industries, which I always joke is what the, the government doesn't understand yet. You know, when there's something new and innovative, <laughs> they go, that's kind of creative, like lump it together. So mm. it, what I actually mean is people from very diverse backgrounds, it could go as far as normally the tech businesses, people could, that could be into some green sustainable businesses uh, and going as far as the arts and music and, and entertainment. And a podcaster, you know, and a, a studio <laughs> yeah, up there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But there is general, um, you know, issues that are around those industries that they tend to be, you know, hard to break break into. Uh, they require, somehow they're seen as because they're naturally rewarding because you're using your head in a fun way, you get underpaid somehow. So what the government has done in other cities is they, they allow, you know, free use of space in, in buildings. And that's kind of what Historic England is, is doing to a degree with, you know, the, these events that they're programming, you know, we're, we're you know, using this rent-free so and they're they're giving it to other uh, other people to to organize things so they Maybe can I should speak like, to them then, yeah well. just, just get it in <laughs> and i think that's the thing like it's not mutually exclusive stuff so in when you get this we how do i phrase that so when when you get these kind of creative types in quotation marks again together they tend to collaborate well because they need each other so they can uh you know somebody needs a designer the designer is there and eventually what you get is what's called a cluster of creatives. You know, that the southwest of England is making its living based off of that. You know, then eventually they've got enough people flocking there. It's a bit like how the old trades used to work, plumbers, electricians, yeah. things like that. Yeah, know? yeah. It's just that now things are intangible. So yeah. they tend to flock together, you know, like-minded people. So what they're trying to do is host those people in the flax mill, basically. We found out us doing that as, as, as podcasters, we're kind of like... Uh, if we get you on our show, would, can you give us whatever it is you do a little bit of, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. we're going to give you a voice. You can give yeah. us a poster or something. I don't know, whatever you make. There's um, a bit of a bartering thing. Yeah. And so I've seen some of the guys in town exchange a desk, you know, <laughs> for some work. <laughs> yeah. John, let's talk about you. So you, what what is your role here during all this? Uh, I think it's probably to, compli- to combine the, the cluster, as what Al was talking about. So... Um, I mean, the friends of the Flax Mill um, and Historic England have have allowed us to use this space, but we've we've got to combine the people together to create this kind of symposium. Is it? As yeah, you, symposiums. You, is, you know, in, Al's, in Greece. Al's favorite word. Oh man, <laughs> I, I, I was geeking off. Uh, just his little face light <laughs> up then when he said that. <laughs> I'm reading loads of geography and like old school like city planning, and <laughs> in, in Greece they used to have actual buildings that were devoted for that kind of thing. You know, modern symposia only get done in academic, um, in the academic world. So you go there and it's a little conference, you discuss things, and then at the end there's food and drink. And historically people thought that symposium was, was a big but no, it's it's about sharing ideas and making sense of what it's like, you know, to discuss certain topics and they had well people themes. i think a, a certain amount of uh, innovation comes from when people are a bit more comfortable and a bit more relaxed you know yeah. you know when you've had a yeah. couple of beers you're like well actually do you know what i've got some <laughs> i can't remember all my yeah i think two of my two of the names for my shows have come from when i was drunk i was yeah. like i've got this great idea you know so well yeah i suppose that's us kind of in vino veritas <laughs> that isn't me saying uh, by the way go and grab a few beers because that's where <laughs> you're, in, you're in, yeah. but but if people want to come and have a you know a drink 
have some food, um, meet some local traders, go to go to a workshop on something, listen to a talk, then then hopefully this is the kind of event that that would appeal to you. And I mean, everything is a little bit vague with the amount of things that are going on. The genre itself, you could sit, you could say that sustainability could be based upon the sustainability in the bar industry or farming, um, you know, where, where exactly is it? And, and that was kind of our thing was that we wanted it to be open. We wanted it to be to open to everyone. And, and that's the, the kind of thing that we wanted to create with the symposium and with the, the kind of amphitheater. Uh, I mean, it's an unbelievable building this is. And yeah, it's huge. when we're doing the talks, we're gonna try and create this kind of amphitheater of everyone together people asking questions and, and, and a real combination of fun and intelligence yeah. coming together. I mean, why I reached out to John to do this, you know, it's because obviously doing the Alb was one of the, the first bars. We love the, the Alb on the Biscuit. We've been there before. Haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like how do you create a vibe and coziness is always a really crucial thing. And as much as uh, I'd love to be a polymath and think I, I think I know everything, I'm, I'm really poor at ex some execution stuff like that or just like making it. It's 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 amazing when you kind of when you f feel comfortable enough to do that though I think because like I, this is why why I expanded the team for the biscuit because like I can't be at three places at once I can't take like I can't take a photograph to save my life yeah. like so we now we've got uh, we got Adam who takes photography and we've got Jody and Shane who helps me out with the uh, interviews and stuff so you've got one skill and you've got another and that's mm -hmm. great and and the alb is 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 grown into becoming a, a driving force <laughs> I mean, yeah <laughs> and then you could see they expanded into so many other ventures e to date which is actually different right totally different yeah 100% i mean we didn't really want to jump into your own business like our own business and yeah and e to eight was kind of is is a food for everyone is the, that's the the basis around it you know um and we wanted it to be like a social hub and what we're doing, me and Al, uh, is a, an amalgamation of different different elements that we've got together, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's this is this is something that you're good at. This is something that I'm good at. Let's use it together and and, and hopefully but the that, podcast. That, that was my help. point exactly. It wasn't necessarily to talk about the business, but to be like, uh, like like you and James and everything. You know, you've got like you've got the pub, you've got the restaurant, you've got the hotel. You, you're speaking to people of different clientele. You know, you get there is there. You've got a reach of people that you reckon. I reckon you could help draw to this part of town and it's really clever oh yeah absolutely really that, that's going to be a part of it because you've got good vibes but but obviously this is a bit well it's a bit different isn't it yeah. like you're always going to cannibalize your business I remember when I was in like commercial days but the standard is about 10% because yeah. you naturally have you're going to talk to some people or you you have a certain tone of voice in, in what you do I mean but we are, we would actually be taking business away from the Alp <laughs> and eat <it's> eight <laughs> to you, come you, here because because we've got people that are like-minded that go into those venues that would be interested to come here but that's fine and that's and that's entirely fine and acceptable because we care so much about the topics that we're talking about and, and the, that we're doing sustainability yeah. is so important in in whatever aspect it is and that's one of the, the one of the messages that, I've, that since i started doing this show it's kind of been repeated and repeated and repeated is that this town is a town that just works together. You know, there's people out there that will just help each other, and I think it's it's pretty awesome. Um, so, I really hope this goes really well. I mean, what are your expectations for it? Are you gonna My expectation is to see something that that kind of works, and we we have a set number of visitors we we have in mind but to me it's more about the soft test when when i sit here and i have some of my friends around when they come if they come to me and go like oh you know like this is cool because i've been bugging them for years about something like this you know like when an idea is shaping up into your head and i was like my wife has been sitting through craziness of like oh you know this would be nice to do so <laughs> that's kind of my test of like when they come and it's like oh so now when i see it i get what it is because what until you get the people there that are from these different walks of life that care about this you don't know what exactly it means to them yeah and i think it's just great that shrewsby's got yet again another great little venue to do something like, I mean like how many amazing venues have we got through the town you know the castle the prison now the flux mill you know it's uh, great so well done for bringing that to the town absolutely 
It's the only issue with the podcast is that you can't see the amazing building that we're sat in. Yeah, we'll have to share it on our our social media. After this, just do a quick Facebook Live. I don't know what the the reception's like here, but... 4G for everyone who's coming. It's 4G. Yeah, the best. (laughs) The best. Not 5G yet. (laughs) We're going to fry your brains. (laughs) Well, uh, we've half an hour already we've done, so, I mean, this is great. uh, So, guys, £4 entry to come into the sessions on the 22nd of June. It's a great opportunity to get around and have a walk around this, this great site as well as meet people that are trying to sell these, these sustainable business ideas. There'll be music on the stage, great few food, drink. You know, it'd be a great opportunity to come around and meet people in your area. Um, so I really do encourage everybody to, to take a look. Where can people find information about this? Yeah, the best thing for them to do is to go onto either Facebook, Instagram, um, onto the Bootleggers Events uk website or bootleggers events uh, facebook or instagram and on there there's information on where they can buy tickets and also information on the event itself so if there's anything that you've missed uh, it's easy to come up on there um, will you guys be on eventbrite or anything like that uh, we've contacted them and they haven't replied yet. So okay. Cool. So if anyone from Eventbrite's listening, um. no, but you can, but you okay. can, but you can book online. We we're just yeah. using yeah. a different product. Yeah, we're using yeah. a different, we're using a different company. So. But I'm pretty sure you've you've put in the Flux Mill or something in Facebook or Google will come up. So yeah, bootleggers, um, bootleggerseventscouk Make sure you check that out, guys. Thanks for joining me. This has been a great little, uh, yeah, great great little session. Great to chat to you as well. As well. <laughs> we'll do this in another like uh, six or seven or eight shows. You know, we we'll keep oh, doing yeah, yeah. this. Get me in, and we'll talk about yeah. something crazy. It's Maybe we can go crazier this time. <laughs> yeah, we could do. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll do it at the session. You know. Oh yeah, that actually probably is a good shout. Yeah. Yeah, we, we could probably cool. do a podcast from the event. Cool. Agreed. Uh, brilliant, guys. Thank you for joining me. Uh, peace out. Awesome.